To what's this Dao all about? A lighthearted look at Taoism featuring Dr. Carl Totten and Todd Perry. Carl is the founder of the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Todd Perry knows a little about Taoism and is mainly here because he owns a few microphones. Now, let's learn what's this Dao all about. Hello, everybody, welcome back to What's This Dao All About. My name is Todd Perry with the great Dr. Carl Totten. Howdy, howdy. So, uh, on today's show, we're going to discuss Taoist morality. Hmm. And we're also going to discuss or Taoist morality and ethics and chapter 28 of the Tao Te Ching. But before we uh, get into that, uh, we've been doing this show for about uh, just about four years. We've done probably wow. 30 hours of uh, audio, <laughs> audio discussions here. There's never <laughs> been an ad on the show. We've never done any kind of donate button, anything like that. It's been a labor of love. But uh, at this time, you know, we're just uh, doing a little thing where we're, we're passing the plate around like they would in church <laughs> uh, for anybody who wants to help support the show. And w- what you get is if you give us a $15 donation, we're going to give you an uh, episode. And I believe the episode's going to be about um, like kind of Taoist idea on building your own personal skills and then two chapters of the Tao Te Ching. You're going to get that show. Now, if you give $35, uh, you get the bonus episode, and you're also going to get three guided meditations by Dr. Carl Totten. And about how long are these meditations each? Each one is about 30, 35 minutes. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Uh, you're going to get the guided meditations. And so to do that, you could just go to our website, uh, whatsthisdao.com. There's a button on there that says donate via PayPal, and you can just click right there uh, and uh, throw us a, a couple bucks. Because what happens is this show does cost some money to run. Uh, we've got website. You know, we've got a whole bunch of people that download the shows. We've got bandwidth. We've got the website. We've got the time it takes to prep things, which <laughs> we could be working on our professional things, but not. We're focusing on this because we love it. But uh, after all these years and all this time and effort, we figured uh, it would be cool to give people an opportunity to support us spreading the message of the Dow worldwide. We've got a floor full of equipment here, too, right now. <laughs> that could use an upgrade. Well, sound boards and <laughs> yes. all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wires all over the floor. I know. I, we need to simplify uh, so how we... I said we, need, we need to go wireless, for one thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, if you can support the show, we'd love it. And then here's the deal. I know there's got to be somebody out there that is, like, really, really rich. I mean, given, given the number of people who listen, just the odds are there's some kind of, like, Saudi billionaire listening to the show or whatever. <laughs> Here's the thing. $100,000 to the show. <laughs> it will give you naming rights. <laughs> How's that? So it's like, you know, say, you know, like the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. This will be the T-Mobile Taoist Temple. <laughs> I used to work in radio, okay? I know how you can slap a name on anything. The, the that Taoist, you can. Yeah. So anyway, 
Thank you so much for anybody who, who wants to donate. And this, this is going to go on in perpetuity. We're going to have that donate button up to uh, raise some funds for the show and to support our efforts. So, uh, yeah, I feel like the Joel Osteen of Taoism. No, yeah. <laughs> right now, there is somebody out there that has a disease. Now, if you just give, you're going to gain favor with the Lord, with the great Tao, and it's good karma. So we had a, a great listener email we got recently, and uh, the listener had a question on Taoism and uh, ethics. Uh, it says, uh, Dear Todd and Dr. Totten, I have to say I love the show and I've learned a lot from it. My question is whether Taoism adheres to the idea of moral relativism. I get this from the Tao Te Ching in which Lao Tzu criticizes the creation of categories of thought and action. What are your thoughts? Thank you. And so real quick, for people who aren't sure, uh, the idea of moral relativism is the idea that there are no universal or absolute set of moral principles. So it's like if you read the Bible, it says, thou shalt don't do this. Thou shalt don't do that. Mm -hmm. um, eating lobster is an abomination. Things like that. So there's, <laughs> there's kind of hard and set rules. This is right. This is wrong. There's no kind of gray area towards it. Um, but Taoism is uh, a lot different. So, but in also uh, moral relativistic ideas is, is people who say, you know, uh, morality and ethics is just culturally based. Um, and so it varies from place to place, and we don't have anything really to pin down to say this is definitively wrong or definitively right. And, and because of that, critics of moral relativism say then that just gives people the right to live their lives willy-nilly and do whatever they want because mm -hmm. there is no real hard-set, codified morality. Mm -hmm. So how does that relate to the Tao, Dr. Todd? Well, I said... Um Thank you for your comments and for listening to the show. You know, I did a quick review of the Tao Te Ching and found these chapters where I think it is evident that Lao Tzu definitely had a point of view, so to speak, rather than strict moral relativism. I believe that the universe does have natural laws that operate in accordance with the ways of nature and that the Tao is aligned with that. Indeed, it is the very nature of the Tao. So there is right and wrong based on nature's natural rhythm and principles. The sage is one who is in alignment with nature and therefore always knows what to do naturally. The, you might say the sage's instincts are aligned with that of the Tao. And so without being told, don't do this, don't do that, the sage, the wise person, the awakened being, naturally is inclined to do the right thing because doing the right thing is in alignment with the Tao of heaven, the way of nature, one might say. So I say a, a Taoist is curious and relates to others with curiosity and a desire to know more. That in turn leads to compassion and understanding. Such is the nature of the Tao. Thank you. And then I gave him a whole bunch of samples from the Tao Te Ching to kind of illustrate what I was talking about. <laughs> okay. Where Lao Tzu definitely expressed a point of view. <laughs> yeah, okay. For example, chapter 19, 
give up sainthood, renounce wisdom, and it will be a hundred times better for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he's it's, it's, it's not being really ambiguous right there. You yeah, know. you know, the funny thing is, it's kind of funny, right? It's, it's like, like Lao Tzu's kind of like saying, get off your high horse. The world's going to be a better place. Quit, stop preaching at me, buddy. Yeah. Where, where are you coming from? Yeah, you know? give up kindness, renounce morality, and men will rediscover filial piety and love. Give up ingenuity, renounce profit, and bandits and thieves will disappear. Right. You know, you know. So I mean, he's 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 being very plain here, right? To uh, these three are outward forms alone; they are not sufficient in themselves. It is more important to see the simplicity, to realize one's true nature, to cast off selfishness, to and temper desire. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's being pretty straightforward there right chapter 24 he who stands on tiptoe is not steady he who strides cannot maintain the pace he who makes a show is not enlightened he who is self-righteous is not respected he who boasts achieves nothing yeah <laughs> he who brags will not endure <laughs> you know uh, according to followers of the Tao, these are extra food and unnecessary luggage they do not bring happiness Therefore, followers of the Tao avoid them. Yeah. You know. So, and it, well, it's interesting. Cause it's, not, it's not saying don't do that. Like, if just to compare it to Christianity, it's like Christianity's like you know, don't do this, or else you know you're going to be punished by God, right? You're, you're going right. to burn in hell, etc. The Tao, it, it's a bit different because it's not saying it's saying, saying hey, if, if if you're a braggart, you're 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 headed for a fall, mm -hmm. right? It's like there's natural reactions to your behavior. Right. It's not saying don't ever brag <laughs> right. or you're done, right? It's saying like be tempered in how you approach life and, ha and have an idea that, again, like yin and yang, there is a place for a little boastfulness in this right. world a little bit. Right time, right don't place. Don't be over the top. Exactly. Right? There's a right time, exactly. right place for almost every type of behavior. Almost even, everything. Even like violence. There's a, there's a place for everything mm -hmm. inside the Tao. Chapter 27. Um... What is a good man? A teacher of a bad man. <laughs> what is a bad man? A good man's charge. If the teacher is not respected and the student not cared for, confusion will arise, however clever one is. This is the crux of mystery. <laughs> yeah. Chapter 30. Uh, whenever you advise a ruler in the way of Tao, counsel him not to use force to conquer the universe, for this would only cause resistance. Thorn bushes spring up wherever the army has passed. Lean years follow in the wake of a great war. Just do what needs to be done. Never take advantage of power. Mm -hmm. See, see, it's, it's kind of uh, this is achieve results, but never glory in them. Yeah, <laughs> achieve results, but never boast. Achieve results, but never be proud. Achieve results because this is the natural way. Achieve results, but not through violence. Mm -hmm. you know? Chapter thirty. From the Tao Te Ching. So again, there's all these chapters where Lao Tzu clearly is expressing a what I would call an ethical perspective and point of view, pointing out natural consequences mm -hmm. and, and saying, you know, a wise person will be aware of this and act accordingly. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think uh, also the, the idea is that the Tao kind of precludes the necessity for hard and fast moral rules, right? Mm -hmm. It's as, as you were saying earlier, it's like once, when one is in tune with the Tao, one doesn't need these things. It's like, um, as I think we were talking about on a recent show, um, 
when the Tao is lost, one must learn the rules of virtue. So you, if, if you don't have the Tao, then you need hard, fast, set moral rules. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's when they arise. It's like as we we're saying, when the you know when the Tao is lost, manners arise. Right. You right. know, if, if people aren't already attached to this deeper notion, then you have to sit and say, look, the the fork goes on the left hand side, the knife goes on the right hand <laughs> exactly. side. Exactly. Uh, ladies, don't show your ankles. Right? All these things have to happen, right? But if if people are with the Tao, then you don't need that. Right. Right. It's like. Uh, if, if if people are with the Tao, uh, and you if you're with the Tao and you see a woman's knees, you're not going to run up and, 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 and grope her, right? <laughs> if you are not with the Tao, maybe then you need to be told you're going to go to jail if uh, you, you grope the woman because you saw her knees. Um, and finally, you know, chapter 68, a good soldier is not violent. A good fighter is not angry. A good winner is not vengeful. A good employer is humble. This is known as the virtue of not striving. This is known as ability to deal with people. This, since ancient times, has been known as the ultimate unity with heaven. Wow. Yes. The ultimate unity with heaven. That's big. Um, so there you go. Let's see. Uh, and then also Lao Tzu does says there are three treasures, and those are compassion, mm-hmm. frugality, and humility. And humility, Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I guess you know it would be it would be awesome actually just to have a list, you know, taken from different chapters of like here's forty things from the Tao Te Ching, forty kind of moral cues because mm-hmm. again they're not hard fast and set. It's mm-hmm. moral ethical considerations. Yes. Right. Yes. So, but I like that it's you know there's there's going to be an effect. It's like when you if you just teach your child, don't do that, right. But if you teach your child, look, there's going to be a natural consequence to that. Mm-hmm. Or they learn, they learn quite quickly, you know, don't, don't touch the hot stove. <laughs> and they're not going to touch the hot stove again. <laughs> then you don't need to punish the kid because lesson learned. You know, I, th- I think lots of times we're quick to punish people or to create, create laws in society that punish people even though there was a natural consequence mm-hmm. already to their actions. You know, I, I remember something I once heard about how the Hopi, the indigenous Hopi, uh, instruct and correct their children. They're t- if a child is doing something that's not correct, may lead to harm for them or someone else or something like that, they, the parents will take the child aside and quietly explain to them, uh, this is not the Hopi way. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is the Hopi way. This is how we are basically in alignment with nature. We see things like this, and therefore we act like that. Uh-huh. And the way that you were doing is going to lead to these outcomes. That is not the Hopi way. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? I should use that with my child. This is not the Hopi way. And they'll be like, Dad, we're not. We're not ho- yes, we are. 23 and me. We found it out. This is not the Perry way. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Uh, my family, they always said we're part Cherokee. And my sister did a 23 and me. It's like, nope. <laughs> Jeez, oh, there goes that one. <laughs> yes, nothing else. It's a real letdown. I had my Elizabeth Warren moment. Uh, oh my see. goodness! <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, and, and you know, just just to put a button on this, I think you know the, the, these Taoist concepts of, of morality are great because, um, it's. A lot more subtle than a hard, fast 
rule. You know what I'm saying? It, it allows for more personal growth almost when you're making kind of deeper, more subtle moral considerations about things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and again, always go back to, you know, it's, 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 it's it, it, as a Taoist, you're doing good when nobody's watching, right? Right. If people from an Abrahamic religion, it's like, well, I did good because I want to please God. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's something morally superior to doing something good when you don't think anyone is mm-hmm. watching. You know that difference between fearing, you know the the intrinsic motivation uh, versus the extrinsic. Yeah. You know. You know, we're doing. You know, one like you said. You know, one is doing thing because some outside standard is watching and judging, as opposed to one being in touch with one with the Tao, with mm-hmm. nature, and one's own in, internal, intrinsic nature, and therefore doing the right thing because that's the way to do things. Yeah. You know, uh, doing the wrong thing would break the the harmony of, of oneself and one's connection with nature. Therefore, why, why would one do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It was an interview with, uh, I like the uh, Penn Gillette from Penn and Teller, and he's, he, he wrote a, a book on atheism. I think it was called God No or something like that. I forget. But he, uh, he said, uh, you go, they go, well, you know, you're an atheist. How do you have any morality or whatever? And he goes, you know, I've raped and murdered all that I've wanted today. <laughs> and I haven't wanted to rape or murder. <laughs> it's a joke, but it's you know, yeah. He gets so, the point across. There's, there's something to it, right? <laughs> uh, but also, you know, on a just actually, I keep thinking about this. I get when they do studies it, within the animal kingdom. There's kind of there's a there's a morality in the animal kingdom. You know, when people say that, you know, again, where does morality come from? If it's relativistic or whatever, but uh, I think there's almost a genetic breeding of a, a, a type of morality because like you know within dog packs mm-hmm. they settle each other out mm-hmm. real quick you don't <laughs> act right <laughs> you know and um it's also tribally we've evolved to have a certain type of morality because you know if if you have a tribe and one guy is not one guy is stealing people's stuff or whatever then he's he's gonna get cast out of the tribe yeah. ostracized yeah you're yes. gonna get ostracized or killed or what you know it's like within monkeys now, the one monkey that's acting up, they all go, they put on their boots and they take care of them, right? <laughs> There's a certain survival. This is not the monkey way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's, a, there's, a, there's already an ingrained kind of evolved morality within parts of the animal kingdom, and I, I believe within humanity, too, because mm-hmm. even if you look through kind of all of human history, the same basic ideas have been present Mm -hmm. you know don't kill somebody don't steal their things Mm -hmm. you know uh yeah so and also the common good you know know, the old saying about how the 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 rising tide lifts all the ships yeah yes and therefore it you know it's probably useful that everyone in society gets received some support you know because you know if people are struggling and suffering and i mean it kind of brings down the entire kind of value of the of the whole yeah and um therefore you know we maybe people should share (laughs) somewhat and then not be so selfish and greedy but on the other hand as we know there are so-called moral philosophies that stress that value of selfishness Mm -hmm. and kind of taking care of oneself first 
right. and making sure that if other people are struggling or suffering, well, that's on them. <laughs> right, know, right. That's not me. But right. that that's very... To help them would be enabling them. Uh, yeah, they yeah. would be enabling them. Right? Yeah. And, and that's, that's not the way of the Tao. Yeah. <laughs> the way of the Tao is to lend a hand. If others are suffering, well, we're all in this together. Therefore, part of me is suffering too. Oh, uh, well, Dr. Carl, the next episode we were going to do was the Tao of objectivism. So well, I guess we'll have to scrap that. No. I, I want to read the Ayn Rand translation of the Tao oh my Te Ching. Goodness. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that would be rich. Yeah. <laughs> let's see here. So uh, now we're going to move on to uh, chapter 28 of the Tao Te Ching. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dr. Totten, we'd like to read that for us. Chapter 28. Know the strength of man, but keep a woman's care. Be the stream of the universe. Being the stream of the universe, ever true and unswerving, become as a little child once more. Know the white, but keep the black. Be an example in the world. Being an example to the world, ever true and unwavering, return to the infinite. Know honor, yet keep humility. Be the valley of the universe. Being the valley of the universe, ever true and resourceful, return to the state of the uncarved block. When the block is carved, it becomes useful. When the sage uses it, it be he becomes the ruler. Thus, a great tailor cuts little. Beautiful. That Lao Tzu, he had a way with words, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> So some of my thoughts about that, you know, in this chapter, Lao Tzu seems to be guiding us to blend seeming opposites into one cohesive path. Mm -hmm. You know, when he says, know the strength of men, but keep a woman's care. Know the white, but keep the black. No honor, yet keep humility. You know, I think that often people, in an attempt to define themselves, identify with one defining characteristic that they adhere to while neglecting its complementary aspects. Mm. Uh, this produces an incomplete picture and an incomplete person. <laughs> it would be like yin without yang, fixating oneself into a position of rigidity without appropriate options when things or circumstances change. Mm -hmm. And returning to nature and to our original nature, you know, be the stream of the universe, ever true and unswerving, he says. Become as a little child once more. Return to the infinite and be the valley of the universe. Return to the uncarved block. That is our original nature with infinite possibilities waiting to unfold. When the block is carved, it becomes useful. When the sage uses it, he becomes the ruler. Thus, a great tailor cuts little, but is open to see and utilize the myriad possibilities of the block, using them in the right proportion at the right time in the way most in line with nature and the Tao. See, so it's, you might say, it, to me, it's, it's like having the right perspective allows one to have an intrinsic understanding of the right action at the right time in the right proportion and uh, abstaining, abstaining from that at the wrong times mm -hmm. or when the, when, when the flow of yin and yang. You know, I often talk about a wave. You know, a wave goes up and it comes down. There's things to do when the water is high and there's other actions required when the water is low. 
you, but when the water is low, you don't keep doing the things that were appropriate when the water was high yeah. <laughs> and vice versa. So having this flexibility to change as circumstances evolve and grow and change is part of the seed of inner wisdom that a follower of the Tao seeks to cultivate. And, and that's another reason why a follower of the Tao doesn't need a lot of hard and fast rules because being in touch with the natural flow of things, one can sense what is the correct thing to do. Yes. And, and one can easily sense when something or someone or some philosophy or some spiritual teaching is completely out of whack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it hits hits me like a like a thunderclap over the forehead. <laughs> you know, when I hear and see and read some things that people believe, I go, "This is not the Tao. This yeah. is not the Hopi way." <laughs> uh, you know, I was reading this, and um, it's kind of a. It's the first line. It's like you know, know the strength of man, but keep a woman's care. And it was kind of like, you know, it's it's almost a weird way. It's like uh, Lao Tzu saying, uh, don't be a meathead. <laughs> right? Like, you, you know, do, you know, don't, don't be, you know. I just think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger walking around saying, you know, don't be a girly man. Kinda. But yeah, it's like. Yeah, with all, you know, with all the talk now about toxic masculinity, for yeah. example. Yeah. And right there, you know, Lao Tzu is saying, no, 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 don't do that. It's true. Yeah, all way back then. <laughs> yeah. Just would have listened 2,500 years ago, he's saying, no. Like yeah. you said, don't be a meathead. What's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you know we, 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 we all have, you know, you know, the. X and Y, you know, chromosomes, you know, it's a part of our nature. In fact, the stronger part, as we know, is the feminine, the feminine part right. <laughs> in nature. Yeah. And so which which is uh, it's set to receive. It's an opening. It's receptive uh, because if we aren't receptive, we can't grow. We can't learn. We can't adapt. We can't change. Mm -hmm. And so the Taoist position has always been really aligned with that of the yang, you know, the, what's sometimes termed, you know, the more feminine way of aligning oneself with nature. Mm. Because if we can receive and adapt and change and be responsive, we can grow. Yeah, nurturing. And, yes, yeah. yes. Um, and also, I was picking out here, um, it, says, it says, know the white, uh, was it? Um, know the white, but keep the black. Mm -hmm. And I guess I was I was looking up kind of the meaning of that in, in context of like Chinese culture. And uh, white means, I guess, being visible, and black means being subtle. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's and and that and that works in many different ways. Whether just physically, whether it's you know physically you know be out in public doing your thing or whatever. Uh, but 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 know how to dial that back or how to use that appropriately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but then also, uh, you know, in communications with other people, you know, uh, know how to keep something in or know how to see in others what they're maybe holding back and they're being subtle about or what they're trying to communicate to mm -hmm, you. Mm -hmm. um, it's 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 seeing the tip of the iceberg and then knowing that there's something much deeper beneath it. Mm -hmm. um, it's really being... S uh, attuned yes and sensitive yes and um uh, and here in i think a modern kind of american culture 
that alignment, attunement, and sensitivity, I think, is under threat. <laughs> yes. You know, people are, are tend to move towards extremes these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And are loud and boisterous and boastful. Uh, the exact opposite of being attuned and sensitive and measured yeah. and balanced. Yeah. The opposite of that. Right. It's like uh, my, my, my buddy often says, um, there, there needs to be a website called Midler. Yeah. Instead of because you know yeah yeah instead of Twitter you know where you go on and actually say you know you have a point about this but if we kind of look at you know look find the middle ground here mm-hmm. look at, and, and give nuanced right see have nuanced takes yeah. is it this this bad this good this you know these people are all terrible and you know these people yeah. are out to get us and all this you know. Yeah, these we're, people we're, want to ruin the country. Yeah, we're pretty, yeah. we're pretty strident these days. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, you know, in media, the way media is and social oh media, it's all kind of creating this thing. Where it's like you'd, you'd figure as humans evolve and you get all this technology, maybe we'd become more subtle or more thoughtful. <laughs> It's like, no, we're just becoming real obnoxious <laughs> and annoying. Remember, Lao Tzu said that the, the great leader, the great ruler, is the one you barely know is even there. Right. How different from our current circumstances. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then just to finish this off here, they have a, the great last line, which is uh, a great tailor cuts little. Yes. And it's I don't think that's so much saying that he he doesn't take much off the fabric. It's that he he makes three snips and he's got it he's, right. He's done. And he knows exactly what to he, do. He's done. You know, like the old, I, I probably mentioned this before, one of my, my favorite stories is the great Picasso thing where guy's having dinner with Picasso and uh, there's like a bar napkin there. And uh, he says, could you draw me something? So Picasso in 30 seconds gives him, a, gives him the uh, drawing. And the guy says, uh, oh, thank you so much. And Picasso says, you know, that'll be 30 bucks. And he goes, 30 bucks? That took you, uh, that, that, that took you 30 seconds to do. He goes, you know how much work it took me to figure out how to do that in 30 <laughs> seconds? Exactly. Very much the case. Yes. Such is the way of the Tao. Yeah. Oh, and then also I had written down, it's like a like, Taylor Cuts Little, and it's like a great writer. Hunter S. Thompson always says, never a wasted word. That's right. A great communicator can say things brilliantly and simply. And, you know, the smartest people can put that, like a, as an advertising copywriter, Lots of times I'm like, hey, here's this concept. How do I say it in five words? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's the toughest thing to do mm-hmm, lots of times, how to convey this in five words and make mm-hmm, it impact people. Mm-hmm. Or what we say, uh, the subway pitch. If a whole bunch of people are running through a subway station, mad, you know, focused on what they're doing, what could you scream out real quick and get everybody's attention and have <laughs> them focus on your idea? You know? And... Uh, yeah. So I think I, I, I see that as a, a, a... It's like, a, I often think, you know, a great word is pregnant with meaning. Yes. <laughs> and you only need one or two. And you give birth yes. to the idea. <laughs> <laughs>